0: So hi, Kozuki Kawaguchi. So I think you are Japanese. So is it pronounced perfectly? Your first name and last name.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think you did great. I mean, the, any name that's that is scary. Yeah. Kozuke. So, uh, Kos- Kozuke or Kozuki. Yeah, Ko- Kosuke.
0: Kosuke. Oh, I was yeah. almost perfect. Kosuke. Okay. Kosuke. Yeah. And yeah. the last
1: name. Uh, Kawaguchi. Kawaguchi. Kamaguchi, yeah. No, I, I, again, Kosuke, you're, you're
0: Kosuke, yeah. Koska yeah. yeah. Okay, so now I'm Japanese, right? With uh...
1: <laughs> Practically, yes. Practically,
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, very good.
1: <laughs> so, uh, what was your first computer? So, um, I, I guess maybe like a very first one is a, it's a Nintendo, you know, the Nintendo had this, like a, what they call the family computer. Is that a Japanese thing? Did they have it elsewhere in the world? who's it, It's got the uh you know nintendo entertainment system yeah, yeah nintendo Inter- yeah, yeah. I, i'm
0: aware of it but this yeah. is not a computer you, do, you you can just play with so, it right yeah
1: so they, they had this like uh i guess the cartridge and the keyboard that you know mm-hmm. and then you, you connect those and it loads into the basic um so oh. that was i think yeah
0: so you could load so. basic to nintendo
1: Right, so you, know, you, you put the cartridge on, and you can play uh, Super Mario, let's say, and you put another cartridge on, and it becomes a basic uh, interpreter.
0: And, and was it a uh, keyboard? And
1: then, yeah, and then it, you know the, the whole you know, whole box comes to the keyboard, so like you could, oh. you know, you get, yeah, yeah. So y- y- they, you
0: you know the the name of the system?
1: Um, I, R- roughly, yeah, I, did, I um. Yeah, no, I have not. <laughs> um, hey, what's wrong with yeah.
0: you? Everyone knows you know the first
1: computer. <laughs> the thing is like it was back then I was I think I was just too small. Oh it, oh, it was okay. called Family Basic. There you go.
0: Family um, Basic, okay. And you yeah. started
1: right away but the first day with the basic no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was a little too complicated. I, I distinctly remember, like, it came with this user manual that explained this concept. Yeah, wait a second. So the
0: first thing you did, you tried to load basic to your computer, or you start start gaming first? No,
1: you played games, <laughs> well, right? Of course, like yeah, the first thing. Yeah, yeah, I had a few games. Yeah, so yeah, otherwise, I, you would a
0: prodigy child. It could be, but it's uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's all like crazy. Okay. <laughs>
1: right yeah so but i distinctly remember actually like, so going through the manual in which like they were trying to explain the concept of variable right uh-huh. so there was a box that has a label called a and then you put the number in it and like i just okay like, it was above my head Yeah. So I, I just really couldn't
0: so why you why you open the manual you could just pl- keep playing games so
1: <laughs> I well so i guess it must be my parents who Yes, I don't know why it ended up in my house, really. Oh. I, I mean, clearly, like my parents must have bought it for me, uh, but it's um, yeah, it was too, it was too complicated for me. So, are you, uh, are
0: your parents programmers or?
1: No, 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 no. They are, they are just a happy government employees. Like they, you know, they went to the like economic school, so nothing to do with computers.
0: Okay, but yeah. then you go the basic from your parents, and okay, and um, so. W- w- what happened? You, you you kept playing, or it, or you wanted you know to to learn about variables.
1: So I left that. I think I, I, I sort of basically typed in. So the manual, the user manual, had this, like a few sample programs, right? So like I typed those in, and um, and I, I I remember those, but I kind of left it there, like, and then um, I think um maybe in the junior high school I picked it up again. This time is a Laptop that my, my mother was using. So it, I remember it was running MS. And so that also had a basic, but by then, like, you know, I have intellectually developed enough that I could actually <laughs> do some <laughs> meaningful things with it. And, but, uh, you know, this was back in the day, right? Where I'm sure you went through the thing. Like, There's actually like a paper magazines so where people have submitted their programs. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the quite a bit of time you just type those in and you start making changes. And yeah, so I was, you know, I kind of graduated into. Making games from just you know, how
0: how, how young how young were you with your Nintendo?
1: So I think the Nintendo showed up in my house when maybe I was in like a third grade or fourth grade. Right? Okay. And then the, the and laptop programming was in like a seventh, eighth, eighth grade. Okay.
0: And you were okay. interested in in programming or just wanted just to play games again?
1: Uh, I think, yeah. I think. Well, I think I was interested in programming. I yeah I don't remember I mean it's just a toy I think <laughs> so, uh, I I guess well yeah no I think I think I was playing interested in playing a game and yeah. it necessitates me understanding the programming I think okay so that's probably more of like
0: because uh, yeah. what what usually happened with the MS DOS days is some games required you to do some you know basic batch programming in order to right. to to load the game so this is how many programmers started you know to program. Right because they were forced in order to, to to input some commands in order to load the yeah. game. they were protected memory yeah. and extended memory and all the stuff. yeah, this is what <laughs> yeah okay so yeah. and yeah, okay, what happened then? so you you, you picked the laptops, you try you know to understand variables again with basic, I guess.
1: Yeah. and what is your very yeah, first but- program? Hello world, no. So, um, I said, well, again, back then I was just primarily just typing in the program that was in this magazine, and then, like, you, you know, one sometimes, so, well, most like quite a bit of these programs are written for another, you know, another architecture. There was no yeah. standardization, so you can't just like you can't just like type the same program and expect it to work. So, you know, I, after a while, I like, got adventurous enough to start porting essentially like a porting a program. Mm -hmm. like my laptop only had like two colors white and black and so if somebody had a program for like eight color computers like i can't just do it right away right so so that was that and kind of next step up that i remember is like i i don't see plus plus um it's like uh i yeah so i hope uh so I got a, you know i I joined this like a local computer club and like you know, they had C compiler right so that that felt like a much shinier at all in terms of like what it's capable of doing
0: but what you but, wanted to achieve do you wanted to code a game or what was your goal
1: well, oh you don't I, mean, I I think by that point the programming kind of became a goal of its own right so the building this i think what 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 an i what now I think of as building abstractions. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, for a while, I spent like a good, I spent a good chunk of time building class libraries, and, you know, like so the GUI widgets and stuff like that. Okay, but yeah, and then C plus was kind of useful stuff like that, right?
0: Was it in Japan or was it in US?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, I grew up in Tokyo, so all ah. this happened. Yeah,
0: and and how how was Tokyo different to US? Was there any difference, or was it very similar?
1: Um, well, I mean the. I, I obviously didn't live in two places at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think it's similar. Um, yeah. I, I, so I mean, Japan did have its own, like, you know, I, I guess the computer architecture and whatnot. So, like, for for a good long while, it's local. Like NEC had this dominance in the, do, in the in the domestic market, and they had NEC you variant,
0: said? So they, NEC, right?
1: NEC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were a PC so, from
0: NEC, or what?
1: Well, so I mean, it ran the ms so in that sense, it was not really compatible. Um, mm-hmm. But the screen resolution was different. Like, you know, I think in the US VGA was the standard, and mm-hmm. over there it's like a 640 by 400, so we are lacking 80 pixels. And, oh. you know, the character code was different. And so it's it's not it's not exactly the same.
0: Yeah. Oh, now about the keyboard. Was it like a US ASCII keyboard or the Japanese keyboard?
1: It's <laughs> a so keyboard. Keyword is different and it's super annoying. And I, now that I think about it, when I went to Germany, I discovered that the Z and like a few letters, like just a few letters in the different places, surprisingly annoying. It's the same thing. It's okay. Yeah. Like open parentheses. that one that I remember is like open parentheses on top of eight. So in the US keyword, it's like a nine and zero is a bracket, right? Yeah. Um, eight, nine. In Japan, it's on eight and nine. So like that, that, that difference used to like kill me.
0: Okay. Got it. So uh, you were interested in abstractions and C++ on NEC computers. And you you just wanted to create a class library. But still, you saw a movie, how you were motivated. I mean, because just creating a class library just for fun is an unusual hobby, right?
1: Yeah. So Well, so this, you know, I guess local, I mean, the computer club in my junior high school and high school, like we did, you know, I guess we made a point of... um, well, like every once in a while. annually, there was like a sc- school. I guess I don't know if I guess this American company maybe like a science fair might be the closest day in okay. American school, right? So and then so that's a huge deal, um, and then so we we always like uh, prepared like a new program as an exhibition for mm-hmm. those, and so you know, the, the GI libraries that uh, like, we used not just me but the whole whole club used so those for the for those occasions and you also teach the, the kids that come after you and like there's this like a club internal magazine so that we all like contributed some articles to. So in some sense like it's this like a peer recognitions maybe that also plays some motivations okay
0: yeah. interesting and um, what's about your leisure so um, the school goes from eight to one or how mm-hmm. long to? Was the school different from the time, or was it uh, crazy times in Japan? So what's?
1: <laughs> I I think like the school went from like eight to four probably. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, is that not normal? I guess. I mean, we had yeah, I, and then uh, we I usually got the school earlier, so like uh, maybe by seven a.m. or so, so that we spend like a few you know thirty minutes or an hour in the in the room, in the club room. Mm-hmm. And it's either doing some programming or like a playing game with my, my friends. And in the afternoon, like I also remember, like a twice a week we stayed up pretty late and also did those like activities. And do a lots of like, home- homework
0: in Japan? So after the school, or was it no homework?
1: I I mean there must have been some, but I don't really remember. Right? Okay. I mean you have a <laughs> you, you don't remember this. Uh, minute need details like, so. <laughs> okay okay so what happens
0: yeah. after c++ time so i mean you just kept devo- developing the class libraries or what's what's your so i,
1: I think like a key change happened when i discovered this like a computer network um so that was uh, i guess a, like a japanese equivalent of a computer
0: uh-huh.
1: i guess the back thing is called a bulletin board system uh-huh. right like mm-hmm. you, you know you dial up on the phone and like you download your messages and you have some forums and stuff like that and in, in those places, there's like a mechanism set up that allows you to sell software. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could charge, I guess back then, it was called shareware. It's like, you know, you can, typical, it's kind of like iPhone app now Now, now that I think about it. It's like, okay. you know, five bucks a pop or something. Usually it's pretty cheap and. So I discovered the world of that and so I started writing programs like a shareware and selling those. So that was kind of fascinating. I think by then I must be in like a high school. Um, but um, yeah, so it was, I mean, I did, I, I did surprisingly well, at least in my back then you know, high school standard, right? So. Um I thought, wow, like this is this is great. Like I must be pretty good at this and like and it does make money and people appreciate the software I'm making and all that. And that was a wonderful experience.
0: Oh very good. And and what did what you create and what you sold
1: then? So the two software that I remember distinctively. Like one is um it was one is essentially like a text file viewer. Okay. Um and then so that was also I think that was for Windows and um and uh, that, so that one did did pretty well. The other one was um, like a the dustbin software, right? So back then, like you delete the file and it was permanent. So this software, like it, uh, you know, it allows you to create a dustbin. Now it's a standard feature in the operating system for a long time, but back then it wasn't in Windows three point one. So I built that. And
0: I remember. I still remember.
1: Like I saw that one. It's like a five bucks a pop. Um, yeah. So it did. It, yeah. I think it, how, how, it, it how much turned, money did
0: you make per month back then? So were um, you. I remember
1: like one month I hit um five thousand dollars wow like, I went, yeah I was like, wow, this is great <laughs> but that was you know, that wasn't it wasn't really constant, but i I did remember like at that peak um, and then so I thought um, I thought well wow, like you know it's in some sense like it's so easy, right you don't need an office, you just need a computer in <laughs> the time so uh, and this but, yeah, but, you, but you
0: have to have the idea, you know it is unusual for a kid. To have an idea well, and the persistence of implement that, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, in some sense, like I mean, anything in the software world is not new. Like it wasn't like I came up with the idea of this task in software. I'm pretty sure, like by then, the Mac already had it, and I, you know, a number of other people were selling the software. So I didn't need to create a brand new idea. I just need to write you know, like a good enough program and you know have a like a competitive price or what whatnot. So. Um, and so that's and now that I think about it, actually, I already had this like a same plugin mechanism in this tasking software. So it really must have been like a deep in my DNA that uh, everything I do has to have a plugin. Um, yeah,
0: okay, plugins, uh, not bad. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and as I thought, and this was also around the time like you know, I was in the cram school, right? So in, in in that part of Asia, it's a huge thing to get into a college, and I spent a lot of time studying. So I was also doing that. And, and so, as a as a part of like escape mechanism, like I thought, okay, now that if I get into a college, I'm gonna like I'm gonna scale this operation up a little bit. Maybe I'll recruit some friends, and <laughs> you know, like if <laughs> if it's this easy, like we should we should we should do like a little more of it, and it should be fun. So, that's how old were like you old. back then? So that was in like a uh, by the eleventh grade, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but how old seventeen, sixteen, fifteen? So eleventh grade would be what, like a sixteen? Okay, 15, not bad. What you did with like the
0: that? money? Yeah. You bought a motorcycle, or what? What you did? I
1: see. I, I did the most stupid thing, which is I saved the <laughs> <laughs> save the money. Save the money. Most stupid thing. This is inter- interesting. Well, uh, because let's face it, like, um, five thousand dollars. Today, as a grown-up adult in this field, it's nothing. Right? Yeah. So, like the, the, the money I saved like in today's time, I didn't. It didn't really make any material difference in what I'm doing now. But back then, for like a high school kid, that's a that's a significant amount of money. So I think I would have been better off just spending it, whatever. I did it.
0: You could yeah. also b- buy, you know, Apple stocks or something like this. right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine if I was smart enough to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Or NEC yeah. even. I think NEC before you know dot uh, dot com bo- boom was also <laughs> you know uh,
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Actually, I mean, I bought a few computers naturally, but aside from that, which computers you bought? NECs. So NEC. The, so NEC. My parents bought it for me. That was in like eighth grade. And that was you know, that was expensive. But next one up, I think I bought. The PC 80 essentially, like uh, so. Next one I bought in like a high school, mm-hmm. and then so that was the standard PC computer.
0: But uh, you know, which product the Japanese computer, or
1: uh, you know, like 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 all geeks used to do back then, like we assembled our own computers. Ah, right? okay, I um, also did it, yeah, but uh uh-huh. so yeah yeah so it's uh it's got this motherboard and the but sticky, was it uh,
0: japanese parts and just genuinely interested because uh, i also right. you know, always created computers by myself so you know i picked mm-hmm. you know different motherboards and you know i had the um, nice ch- ch- uh, chassis i forgot the company with a Thermaltake. <laughs> thermal take usually Thermaltake chassis and uh mm-hmm. a super micro motherboards and then you know uh. a- amd CPUs so or sometimes Intel back and forth. that tried everything and a uh, nice uh, power supplies with you know and then then ventilation was always cool. Yeah. Uh, water cooling yeah. also created some you know it's a huge rocket with water cooling. So, uh, <laughs> so it was a uh, nice stuff. So to just uh, and so one just interested. So in in Japan, you had Japanese companies or you just said, you know the same what would what, what I did. I
1: I think I think the most of the um, the parts were import. Um, okay. So it, I mean the graphic cards motherboard. Or, uh, certainly, CPU. I think all of those. Me- the memory chips back then, I think those were indeed Japanese. Because, um, but you uh, know, there, there was this one part in town in Tokyo where all these like a parts shop were, mm-hmm. and then, so, and then it was close enough from my house that I could like I take my bike bicycle and like maybe spend thirty minutes going there. So but I remember was spending a lot of time there. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, for and instance, boy- in, in, in near Germany in Austria, there's a mm-hmm. company called Noctua and they mm-hmm. uh they build in the coolers, so there's uh the ventilation systems looks great, so this is what oh. you know, it's a small company, so creating uh, nice nice parts, so I think there's mm-hmm. something like you know interesting parts from from Japan, uh, that's my assumption yeah,
1: maybe, maybe I don't really remember that though, but uh yeah, yeah, what's wrong with you 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 don't remember you know the cool stuff, but you remember plugins I- you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, I don't know how, like, the, the memory works Strange. There's like a, this, almost like a movie cut scenes that I remember. Like, okay. Well, I, another scene that I remember is like, um, so in one of these big appliance stores, they had like a computer on display, and like, you know, they, a few of those had this, like a Prince of Persia. Uh, yeah. And that was a game, like, and so we, I, I friend and I, like, went, and it was a summer break, and we basically like occupied that like room for the whole whole day from the morning yeah. to the afternoon, just playing the Prince of Persia. That I don't, that I remember. And, regarding like, regarding
0: also- cutscenes, so in Prince of Persia, I only re- remember. I think this is the beginning scene with a trapdoor or something. This is what I remember mm-hmm. now. I only saw you know the first two two minutes. Mm-hmm. What I remember, I never. I think I only watched Prince. I was also fascinated by the game actually back then.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was an incredible game. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, yeah, I also remember like there. they had a showroom in like another part of Tokyo. Um, and I also remember going there. That that was after school. And How then, m- maybe uh, we
0: remember was also interesting. Was never in Tokyo. Was never in Japan. So uh, were the shops different to US or European shops? You know, the computer stores or were, were they similar? So were they complete crazy um, Japanese uh, shops with lots of you know parts or just regular store, boring computer store?
1: So I think well. I only visited the same, something similar in the Paris where there, there indeed was like a section of, well, well let, let me speak about this. So the, the, maybe there's this uh, like a mile, mile, like a, a square mile by mile across. Okay. And then uh, the, the whole town originally was uh, like an electronic component. So mm-hmm. you, you buy this capacitor, or registers and stuff like that. And so. And then in, in this block, like, there are a few huge appliance stores, like a modern, almost like a department store looking things, and like a clean, like a big, spacious place. So there was those, but like in, in other parts of that that same square block, you had this, like a hole in the wall, like a hole on the wall, is that expression? Like mm-hmm. in like, tiny, teeny places, and that's selling, like, talking up boxes from, like, I don't know, the, the, um, the ground to the roof. And there was, like... It's like a very old lady manning the space. And uh, so this is like a, all sorts of this very chaotic place is like a mix. And uh, sounds almost point, like
0: in the gremlin story, you know, in the Chinese gremlin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, I actually went to uh, like a Shenzhen, like a few years ago and it had a similar vibe.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. I, I bought uh, my part sometimes in Munich. There was in the near the uh, central station a shop. It was a tiny shop and it was a little bit mm-hmm. crazy because uh, from outside it looked normal. It's a very, very small shop, but you had mm-hmm. to exactly know what, what you would like to buy. So he came in and he say, "I would like this and this." Okay, here is it. And if it if it took too long, next one. Then you know, go aside and and wait a second. So this was a complete yeah. crazy experience. But the guy could you know explain you everything. So if you have a question, so okay, take this and this and this and this, and they had everything. So this was crazy. I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious whether they're still operational and not now because of Corona. But uh, could be could be interesting. You know, to to okay, interesting. Yeah. So now. You, you spend the money on computers and save some money which was not wise. you you, you tell me so yeah. for for a kid i would say who knows right if you spend the money Definitely. for maybe it would change your character or something you know maybe it's better you know to do this way so who, <laughs> who knows so um
1: what happened after c plus plus um so you know so i got into the college and then uh then I, you started I computer start science this- uh, so, the, the first few, first couple of years in college is a uh, liberal arts. So, okay, no matter which way you specialize, like you basically do the same thing. So, okay. um, so I, you know, I, learned, uh, I learned English, I learned Chinese, I did, uh, I took like a course in um, like a modern, like a history of Soviet Union, like all sorts of. Why
0: Chinese? Well it was like we
1: uh, we had to, we all had to take some second for okay knowledge, Is knowledge, Chinese English, hard to learn for you, knowledge.
0: or is chinese was easy
1: um it was so the, the the part that was easy is like we use the same characters right or ah, well, at least okay. we share some characters, so okay. that's been convenient um but we pronounced them completely differently, so it didn't really help so
0: complete different uh, I mean, or the so complete opposite or is it not not even similar so complete different pronunciation it's,
1: it's um I guess. I guess the, um, so what happened was that these characters were imported like, you know, the two millennia ago or something. And then, ah, so okay. the pronunciation has diverged. Okay. Uh, and then they also evolved. So in China, by then, like they, this the the mainline China, they simplified the, 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 the characters. Mm-hmm. Some of them look drastically different. Anyhow, so. Um, so I, you know, I mentioned earlier, like I thought I should scale up this you know, operation of selling Shareware and I just I, exa- I did exactly that. So I recruited, I think like five or six friends, and uh-huh. um, and then I you know so we had a, I, did, I still remember like I carried around this uh, a network hub, okay. and we all each had a laptop, right? And then, and then like we just stormed some like a cafeteria in the university or something, and I set up this network, and <laughs> we start working. So back then this wasn't the day, like we all had. No, there was no Wi Fi, uh, so you mm. all had to use this like a physical network. And we built some software and started selling those. And, and then, uh, which software? And then it became like,
0: what software? Give me a uh, I'm really interested because, and how you got the ideas, also interested. So, were you more a businessman? So, you know, like Steve Jobs, who watched what's what is popular and tried to you know, do something similar, or how you got the ideas?
1: <laughs> I didn't describe it as a businessman. I mean, it's not, it does not and yeah, there was like, you know, our labor was practically free. So, um, but yeah, so I don't know what, yeah, why did, what did we sell? And pretty soon, like some a real company discovered us and they, you know, they wanted us to take, you know, I guess the outsource development essentially, like they, they want, you know, so they, they pay us so much, so, and so and so money and we, you know, we implement this and that and like get back to them. And so we did a few of those. Um, I also remember building this like XML, like, a little later down the road, we, I remember building this XML editor. Uh-huh. Um, so the idea was, like, you know, this was, I, I mean, I, I don't know. If it's, so there was a technology called XML Style Seat. And yeah. that people are using it to transform XML into, like, HTML, essentially. XSL. So what, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. So what we did was, well, you know, we can make editing XML is hard for non-tech people, with if we can make people edit HTML and then sort of like a reverse transform that back into XML. Um, so, like, you know, apply the XSLP transformation and remember how the mapping was and so, like, you know, figure out how people edit the HTML side and try to deconstruct what the corresponding poison XML change was. And but this so is hard, hard. The,
0: because the HTML is not as strict as XML, right? So this was... Uh...
1: Yeah. So we are using XHTML if you yeah, think okay. okay. you so, yeah, so that was uh, that was the idea. Um, I remember doing that. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was a like, commercially successful, particularly. But I, uh, I think we got we got we got onto uh, like a newspaper once or twice. And <laughs> so and uh, was
0: right. it with uh, C still?
1: Yeah, so I was now, now back then I was still in the Microsoft world, so like in the Windows Visual C plus plus kind of thing.
0: Okay, Excel probably right. This was the Excel software. No, Xalan was also C binding, I think. Uh, no, well, so
1: that was the world. That, that was the open source thing. And I was, we were squarely in the Microsoft side. Ah, board, so you were so the clo- closed
0: source guy. So now, now yeah, it comes yeah, out. I was on
1: the dark side. The dark and so side. people were quite surprised when they kind of joined some microsystems in the next week.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so w- what happens after your semi success with H- XHTML yeah, so. to, to Xalan? Uh, sorry, to so, uh, XML mapping? So,
1: this uh, exposure into XML, I got connected with this, like a band, like in you know, a band of gangs in Japan back then. They were trying to, so there was this one guy, Murata san, and he was trying to push for a new schema language for XML. Okay. Um, so, I just randomly showed up in one of the tech conferences and presented my work of the Saka transforming XML and stuff like that. and. He, he sort of he found me and like he took me under his wing and next thing i know like i was part of this rebellion who was trying to like build the schema language against the w3c he was trying its own thing external schema and why that so, well i guess so i think the murata-san was originally of like a, some you know like a sci- mathematical scientific background and he felt the um, the XML schema that was designed by the committee kind of lacked this mathematical elegance.
0: Okay.
1: So here, yeah, like so he had a different version of it. Um, it's kind of like a based on the regular expression expanded to three. Okay. Um, and then so you know he had a you know he had a spec he had a paper. I think by then he was already like involved in a number of standardization efforts. So he must have thought like you know this. Yeah, he was really passionate and uh, <laughs> so he was, and he was contagious. So, you know, he and I liked this feeling of like, so he really painted this picture of like, okay, guys, like we are, we're in the rebellion. Like, do you know the Star Wars? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we are the rebels and these are the Death Stars and like Microsoft and IBM. They're building this like a use of Death star that we're going to destroy. So I loved it.
0: Don't you say okay then um, I would join immediately
1: right so so you're trying yeah, yeah 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 and you know and he yes yeah, so i I know that I think, I think his leadership style you didn't think of him as a kind of like a traditional like in you know, a company style leader but nonetheless he was a leader and I think he was in some sense he was very inspirational
0: okay um, was it successful so, or somehow no um,
1: so yeah so I think he he made quite a force and um he, I think it is also him who I think like talked to the, the guy, John Bozak. He, well, he was doing XML. John Bozak was doing XML in some. He owned this XML technology center. And somehow, I, I, I still think that between two of them, they must have arranged something so that I get, next thing I know, like I had a job offer from Sun microsystems to work ah. in Mendo California. So but you were hired by Sun yeah. then? Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I just. Yeah, I, I, so I took it, and like I came here. And that that schema language itself, kind of, you know, I think you
0: you knew Sun back then. Also, I mean, if you're a Microsoft guy, uh, then exactly, yeah. So, how, I mean, Sun asked you. So, what were you? Was it an easy choice to join Sun or?
1: So, um, yeah, I mean, the, this working in the United States just felt so interesting opportunity and i was young right i mean i think it must have been like a 23 or four so okay i thought like why not Mm -hmm. i mean this is the silicon valley after all Mm -hmm. so like just like one day i landed here and i started looking for a place to live
0: and was it uh a lot of difference to Tokyo? I mean, if you compare back then, you know, your, your first day in oh, San Francisco and Tokyo, was it like, you know, sh- shock for you or was it, uh, oh, it expected? Yeah, it,
1: is, it is quite a shock. I mean, so first of all, this was not in San Francisco, which is at least a city with a skyscraper. Yeah. Right, but this was down in the like, Casais Bay near San Jose. There, uh-huh. like, you, you'd be hard pressed to find like, a, you know, any building taller than three stories. Okay. So you know, here uh, I'm from Tokyo. Where like my, my normal density of people is like maybe hundred times more than the people's density here. Okay. And I remember like the highway has this like a ramp that like a, no, ramp that goes up in circle, mm-hmm. and there's like an entire space in the middle of that that ramp is empty. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like in a you know, hundred meters diameter circle. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked like this much space unused in Tokyo would be unthinkable. Like there'll be buildings there behind be houses. Okay. So I was like, wow, how is this possible? Okay, so it's yeah, like I like I a desert for
0: you, right? Yeah, so as well for me, so no one. Yeah, it's like Canada or Alaska, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like it felt like a sea of parking lots with yeah. uh, buildings as islands, and like it's just like right, yeah, I still feel that way. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, me, and like you like thing.
0: that, or you you wanted to come back, so um well
1: i mean I, I clearly liked it or else i wouldn't be here for 20 years yeah but you
0: know, usually you know is so this is my goal i stay here for one month and see what happens and mm-hmm. then you like it you know at the beginning it's always hard right mm,
1: yeah i, I mean the, the beginning was hard i think but uh, yeah i don't but i guess when you're young you don't really have a you know sense of differences so yeah. i you know i wasn't I wasn't integrated into any organized effort in that team. So, you know, John basically kept me doing whatever. <laughs> that what I was his name? John? How? John? Uh, John Bozak. Um, I think he's a, he's a well-known figure in the XML world. Um, still, John Bozak, uh, yeah, okay? Has, I to... Yeah, I mean, he has a Wikipedia page. I mean, look at that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, so put it to the chat. Yeah. So, I will put it to the show notes.
1: Yeah. So, I hope he's still alive. Um, so I, I would... I
0: think... It's interesting that you like x m l so I, I I thought you know you are really the low low level tech guy <laughs> and you like x m l so uh yeah.
1: interesting, but you didn't like soap or were you were also soap guy um uh, so I think the Sun didn't like soap because uh in, in that i think I think some felt like it was kind of left behind uh soap was a really an effort between i b m and Microsoft, yeah. and then some was really just- kind of collapsed from the conversation so the entire mood in the company on that was like not, not great. Okay, um,
0: so what you yeah. did at Sun? What was your first project at Sun? You remember that?
1: Yeah, so I I was hired originally to implement this um, schema validator for this you know the new schema language that the uh, you know Murata-san was adopca- advocating. So that was called Deluxe. and and then so I did that, and like I, I did that. Uh, eventually, created a lot bigger than just a validator, so that 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 you know that worked well. Um, and then this thing, and jo- uh, James Clark kind of joined the effort or like they decided to combine their, join their hands. And so this thing evolved and it was not called Deluxe and G so, and so that kept going for a while. Um, and then and then at some point, I guess the company must have decided that, okay, this is not going to go, like, you know, this is not going to take over XML schema. So I joined the XML schema working group as well, like did a little bit of work and, and I think eventually I kind of got integrated into the Java EE team. So that was where the XML effort was taken on. So the I think, yeah, we did the B, the data binding for XML. That became my main project.
0: Uh-huh. You mentioned Relax NG, right? This is what you worked mm-hmm. on. Yeah, uh, this was David yeah. Mertz SC from documents from David and Eric van der Vlist and James Clark, exactly. Jiri yeah. Girard, and yeah. And, oh uh, regarding Jax B, I attended Java One, I think two thousand and Jax B was introduced as Project Adelard, I think, right?
1: Uh, I I think yeah, it was really around that time. I, well it, it must have been two thousand four or five ish. Okay. Um yeah, it was great. I mean the you know that, that part of the back back then they had a lot of visibility, right? Like everything we did attracted a huge crowd just because someone is doing it to the part of Java EE Like we attracted so many eyeballs and attention, so yeah. being able to work on that stuff. now. And there was, was one evil book possible. I remember,
0: Java and XML mm-hmm. so this was from O'Reilly and they showed this a Java one, you know, Java and XML, and then everyone okay. was wanted to have XML, and I was back in Germany, and then uh, okay. I remember in a company, there was a DB2 database and it worked perfectly, and the Ahite got the idea to convert everything to XML so they stored, you know, in the tables, XML again, and it blew up, of course, because it was redundant. You know, if you if you have a table, there is already <laughs> metadata. There is no need to to, to to store XML again, but they wanted to have XML. And uh, this project was that they had to buy, you know, new hardware to, to store the XML in the tables. And there was like XML hysteria, you know, everyone wanted to have XML. Yeah. And back then yeah. I, I couldn't get it because, uh, I mean it's okay as you know this is readable and and you can just you know uh, exchange documents but it's not like you Mm -hmm. know the solution to all problems and i remember java one the book java and xml from o'reilly and then Mm -hmm. i don't know when it was probably 2005 2006 i guess
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think the broader trend of um story in the semi-structured data i think that began is at least in my in my worldview that began in xml and it you know I think it still goes on right. There's a yeah. lot of database now you can store JSON. Now question to you. In. Hopefully
0: you like, get yeah. the right, or do, do right answer. No, um, I get the right answer from you.
1: You like YAML. I I yeah I do. I mean I do I like it. I mean I use it. Um, you write YAML, YAML or I, do you read YAML? Does, that's the question now. I, I I do both. Yeah, I do both. Okay. I think. Uh, I, do I like it? I don't know. I I didn't think in terms. I like, I don't really have any emotional investment in it the same way I had with Excel. Yeah, I had yeah, you know, I had a there?
0: lots of cursing, you know, as the YAML. I had to do YAML <laughs> the first time, it's like you are all crazy. This is impossible. You know, it's all the formatting. But now I'm what? able to write YAML, So yeah. now it. But at the beginning I said this is mission impossible. What what? Yeah, I couldn't even get <laughs> yeah. no property files or whatever dot files would be better than YAML. And I don't I st- I still I still. Now I don't think this is worth to use YAML, I have Um, to say, because yeah, it it is readable, but XML was not bad, actually, you know? A reasonable XML is also okay.
1: Yeah, it does feel a little redundant, like when I'm writing like a key running these resource files, it does feel redundant from time to time, so I don't know if I should blame YAML for that, but uh, that's that's a kind of exposure. Yeah.
0: So JaxP, huge impact. I also used JaxP a lot, you know, to expose JPA entities as JaxP one-to-one with XML and JSON. So I mm-hmm. misused Speed to produce JSON, which was a little bit dangerous because it was <laughs> not clearly specified how it got serialized, but it worked well mm-hmm. enough in, in, in all these years. Yeah. So thank you for that. So what what, you did, what else you did at the Java E group? And by the way, how was the work with Sun? You enjoyed that? What, how was the team? What were the working hours? Or was it like crazy or
1: yeah no it was great so i coming from tokyo i was used to work crazy hours so you know like how we, crazy maybe so we show up in like a 9 10 a.m. Ish, um and then we work almost until the, the last train which is like a midnight ish wow so, uh, so yeah so there's a long hours um and, and and how is it in Japan?
0: Is it like the hours is like you know, you get paid for the hours or do you get paid by eight hours or how it works? Uh well, remember
1: these are their own companies, so like we had ah, a okay. Uh, okay, own company is no it's <laughs> normal. Okay. Yeah. Um but you no, know, here I am at some microsystems and then by you know, by six PM like the office is empty. So I was mm-hmm. like, Wow, like this and then they still show up in like at 9, 10 a 19 AM, right? If you're working till midnight, you, you know you be justified to show up a little late in the morning but here in the us like they only work till 6 p.m and they show up in nine or ten so like i was like what's going on here Uh, but that's so that was surprising and also i mean as an engineer again like i said this was a place that we we got a lot of visibility to what we are working on and yeah, because like if you think about people working for Google, like it, the rest of us don't get to see the kind of like what code they wrote or you know mm-hmm. the abstraction they designed. So as an individual engineer, like you, you never really get you know your credibility built by working for Google aside from the Google halo itself. where does that sound. like we know back then we had that halo and people can see the code you wrote, and so individually like you get to be recognized. So that was a perfect place. Okay. Um, like, uh, no, the only thing I didn't enjoy was eventually, like, a son went down the tube and <laughs> the company disappeared. But, yeah.
0: Um, of course. But you, you spent know. all the time with oh. Jack Speed, son? Uh, and
1: then, so I also, because, you know, because the work cut out at the 6 p.m., like, it, was, it wasn't keeping me busy enough. So yeah, I did a lot of open source <laughs> projects. So yeah. one of them was what eventually became Jenkins. Yeah. So,
0: but Hudson, uh, how you got the idea yeah. for Hudson?
1: I so i i like i i it's like three reasons so the one is like i used to be a guy who breaks fields all the time so like i receive Uh a phone calls from my colleagues like hey you touched stuff i know the source code doesn't compile and i think you touched this file last like what's happening and i'm sure enough like i didn't commit to some files and i still lying around in my workspace etc um, and then, in the other words, like I, I noticed that this, so we are part of Java EE, so we're producing this platform, but I realized like not many people around me have actually used their own platform to write the software. Uh-huh. So we are not eating our dog food. So I wanted to fix that. Okay, so I was looking for whatever program that I can do on top of Java EE. Um, and then, actually, it's, in some sense, it's quite telling like I didn't use any of the Java EE except for the tablet. So you know the even j s p eventually i have like, so i so in, in that sense like i just I, in in doing in eating my own dog food, I discovered like what we are producing and didn't I didn't like it <laughs> so, oh okay, but, but you were at the yeah. glassfish team, right Part of yeah, the- right, and the java e team, so like I has reorganized partly into Glassfish and so i so my back then, my recollection is back then I was substantially spending time on. Hudson at the part of Sun project, but um, but I also helped in glassfish, um, and that was that was uh, that was good, I guess. I, yeah, but yeah.
0: Uh, Hudson became then. This was a leisure project, but it became official Sun project in one pot point
1: of time yeah because like you know i was using it at the company and um and at some point like more and more of my teams around me started relying on it so like if i tell them like okay i i'm gonna work on this on the weekend like even they are having a bug right And the operation is in trouble like they they didn't want me to they didn't want to wait until the weekend so they were they they were okay with me working during the work hours to fix problems you know, it was quite convenient, the whole thing at open source, uh, like, you know, they with, you know the, I didn't really care who owns the copyright of the code. Um, so, you know, some owning it was not a problem, so that made it convenient. Yeah, yeah but it so, was a
0: part uh, of the Java.net, it was, right? It was
1: the... mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, yeah, I did it, you know, this, I did this, all, most of my open source projects back then was on this Java.net, and I was, I guess, the son, therefore, to try to build some open source community around Java.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the uh, the Hudson came with a war, which you could start directly, and it came with an interesting servlet engine. That This was, how is it's called? Winst-
1: Winston? Yeah, Winston, yes. Yeah. And there was um, an
0: interesting story about Winston. What's the name, right?
1: <laughs> well, yes, I mean, the author, right. Wow, you know a lot. That's impressive. But yeah, the, the author... I mean, he, he, in this project description page, he had this story of how he got almost banked in Okinawa or, like, a some, somewhere. I yeah. well, maybe it was in Tokyo. And you know, so that, 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 that became the name of the project. Strange. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I, I uh,
0: h- why you use the Winston engine and not Grizzly or whatever?
1: Yeah, that, that created a bit of a like an internal uh, s- storm precisely <laughs> because of that. Like, you know, they, they yeah. thought I should be using some product, but, uh, but, um, I discovered that had the best embedded, like embeddable interface. Okay. Uh, well, so actually, I, I wanted to use, I think my original prototype was using Jetty. Okay. Um, and then Jetty was a huge no-no because, like, that was seen as a competitor to another project that the Sun was doing in the Grizzly. Okay. So Winston, I thought was a little low hanging, like a you know, low, low on the radar thing.
0: Oh, it okay. had a
1: good interface, good API. Back then, for me, like it was a very important criteria. Like I, I you know, when I the, the criteria in which I evaluated the library was it. It, it was the same interface. So, you know, like if it's exposing the API. If if it's designed the way I would have designed, then it was a good one. It's kind of like a ah good to okay, do.
0: so not very selfish. So okay, so uh, hum-
1: <laughs> humble design,
0: right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and and you, you knew the guy from Winston, or was it just uh, accident that you fo- you I, found the? No,
1: thing? I didn't know the guy. I don't think I've actually ever met him. I'd have loved to meet. I hope. Uh, I don't even remember his name now. Actually, but maybe I get to meet him someday. What what's, what's
0: um, interesting? What's very novel in your approach? You could download the war, Hudson War, and then say Java mm-hmm. minus jar Hudson and it started. So it was yeah. like a Fed War, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. this was the big, like you know what Spring Boot does now. You did when was mm-hmm. it fifteen years ago, twenty years ago? Fifteen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, I think it was what was really useful is like in the open source project you get the like exposed RFT You get exposed the users. Um, and then many of them are not Java people. Yeah. So for them the whole idea of like a setting up download in and doing this and that and drop down all file, yeah. it's like a lot too complicated.
0: Yeah. Um, what so, was also nice in, in in Hudson from the beginning was the yeah. administration uh, interface in the installation experience. So um yeah. you started the the Hudson and you were basically done. So I mean, right. yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you. Exactly. So that, Yeah, but was this was that. very
0: novel approach back then. So I, I remember I, I launched Hudson and I say, that's different. Why someone spends so much time, you know, in user experience? So it was, for me, it's like <laughs> incredible. So this is incredible that someone spends, you know, so much time. I had the, um, the, the experience once with Hudson and the other time mm-hmm. with uh, the roller, web ro- roller, you know, from Sun, <clears> the <throat> block engine it was also mm-hmm. similar so you could drop right, the right. A war you know into the 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 fish or whatever you had and it started and then ask you about the database you didn't have to you know to specify the GDBC. it happened actually mm-hmm. from the from the user perspective and i said this is incredible this you know you can you can actually create uh, mm-hmm. how to call it usable Java software or, you know, non-expert Java software. This was this was interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, this was, I think that was around the time where those were more common. Like, I remember Jira back then had a similar, like, getting started the interface and, like, you know, configuration. Yeah, for me, it was it new. Design. Whatever
0: I knew it was, you know, you had to, to edit property files and XMLs. So, But in hmm. your case, it was completely different. So th- I think this was one of the, uh, factors why why it was so successful, the right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, me, yeah. why
1: the name Hudson? So, I so I like this idea of um, I I thought of this software as like another person in the team, right? Uh-huh. The, because back then we had this like a job job function called release engineer, uh-huh. whose primary <laughs> job was in fact like to produce a build, a official build for the team, and uh-huh. you know keep them archived and maintain the infrastructure to do this build. So for me, like I was writing a program version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so you know, the but British Butler sounded like the kind of people who help other people. So I wanted to name it that sounds like a British Butler, And in my mind, Hudson was like a British name. Okay, so that's how I took it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> very good.
0: Yeah. And what happens after Hudson? So you had some other project at Sun or this was basically
1: it uh, so. well, I had, I had tons of projects. Most of these Ah, I remember projects, H2K,
0: have... GlassFish, right? So, you were also,
1: yeah, in... HK, HK2 that was, yeah, that was a part of Glassfish, that was a company project. I had, um, I wrote, um, I, I wrote like you know, the automation library for around Java.net. I wrote the command line argument processor, I think that that one is to use. Um, I wrote, uh, yeah, I what just, is the name w- of the automation. project,
0: the command line processor?
1: args for j Args4j, Args4j um, okay. Yeah, and then I also wrote like a binding with a Windows component object model image. That's how in Microsoft land they expose It's like a foreign function interface for Windows. Which uh, is a hot
0: again in JDK 16. You're talking about JDK 17. Yeah, yeah, so I
1: remember like making an argument back then to see people like it looked like a running. Right, once run anywhere is not interesting. Like you know, the days of uplet is over. Like you know, Java is used in the server side, so let's explore all the native capabilities. And yeah, they are like are laughing, but now uh, who is laughing, right? Yeah. Um, so you so. were too early, man. <laughs> yeah, or I, like I was not great at making arguments. Actually. So you were a
0: small rebel always, right?
1: Yeah, it was, I was. I never felt like I was an integrator or part of the team. But, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like you, you're doing something. I mean, Jack was. I think that was a, well, that was a very much a part of it. But before and after, like I was always working on different things. So I really, I mean, I truly really appreciate the opportunity. But it's also.
0: But but I mean in the Glassfish team, what, what, what I saw from outside, it was also mm-hmm. unique. The, the team spirit in Glassfish, as for me from outside, what I observed was was good. Mm-hmm. So there was you know, Jerome, I think, was the H two K, right? It was the uh, architect yeah. and the Ludo, and they were uh, crazy people working together and to my to to my knowledge they liked each other back then
1: yeah i think the jerome and riddle because obviously they are you know they are the french guys yeah yeah, I think yeah they had yeah. a the great time but i never felt like i was an insider i, I was only spending part of my time in Grassfish. Oh, okay. Uh, so, okay you know it's uh and i wasn't senior enough to be in those like a inner circle of decisions and i was not interested in being you know those coordinational team-focused role. I was just more interested in writing great code by myself. And Sun had a few people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like, sort of like a well-accepted like a, you know, positions, roles. That's, that's how you rolled, and it was okay. I what was so your today's... hero at Sun, code-wise? Uh, oh, that's interesting. Code-wise... Oh, yeah. I don't think I had... I mean, maybe this, this sounds very arrogant, but I, it didn't feel... There was anybody. I, I think I felt like I was as great as anybody else in that company.
0: No, oh, so was a but humble I... opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay. What what I remember, sure. I, I I met you at Java One. I don't know when it was, but it was Sun. Yeah. And I don't know what what we talked about, but it was a party and uh, it was late. But what sure. I remember, what you told me is that uh, you are building a globe from Lego and you try to make it accurate. You remember that? An Earth, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have it. Like, okay. kind of shame. I can't make you see it, but it's it's right down there. And um, we talk like about huge... that like
0: for me. And like, okay, then explain. It's like okay, uh, the problem is that it, you you would you have like a like a like a map, and you try you know to create a three D model of it, uh, from yeah. from Lego. Uh, I'm like okay. Uh, and we talk about that just for fun. So, okay, you are an yeah. interesting guy. But now I have completely different o- o- opinion. So you are like a prodigy, <laughs> prodigy, and now for me you you are a mix of prodigy and rebel. You know.
1: So. Uh, well, I guess I should say. So, I mean, it, like, uh, I guess my worldview was very small. Like, I didn't, I, I didn't, like, I was just working. I was so used to working solo in this context of open source. Like, I didn't really understand what it takes to do a team software development. Mm-hmm. So that that only that that happened later, um, in like at least in the organized context. I mean, open source projects do collaborate, and in, in, in Hudson, like I figure that one way to collaborate by not collaborating. But um, in the like, that was not higher. You, know, you I created Hudson that, alone,
0: or were you someone helped you?
1: So for like the first few years, I was solo, um, and then essentially like my 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 only ace up in the sleeve is like if you. You know, this plugin mechanism. Um, and then what that allows is everyone to have their own sandbox and they can build a castle yeah. and then collectively you know, all these sandbox can come together and build cohesive software. So okay. once I put that infrastructure up, then sort of, you know, the rest is taken care of by all the other. So
0: people. you left Sun or you were part of Oracle? What happened?
1: So I, so I felt, you know, like, so I was, I, so i kind of decided to leave sun and then oracle decided to buy sun so i thought okay maybe i should stick around a little longer you know like at least experience oracle and if it's good yeah. then i could stay there if it's not i was going to leave anyhow so like what i got got to lose mm-hmm. so i decided to stay around um and then it was kind of bummer because the european union decided to ex- I guess to investigate the potential antitrust thingy. And that slowed the whole process for like six months. Uh, I was in limbo for another six months. And then I became a part of Oracle. Um and then like originally I was really excited that like I was finally moved into this organization that was doing tools. And back then I was in Java EE, but by then like you know, Hudson was my full-time thing, effectively. Mm -hmm. So I I felt like I was in a completely different world. Like not the org doesn't, it, the goal of the org and my personal goal, like I'm online. Uh, so Oracle, I was moved to, to the So I felt like, okay, this is great. I'm like, maybe I'm going to get somewhere. And then, um, then I remember, so like I, and I patiently waited like another three months after like, the company was acquired. And, you know, like I was kept alone and like, so I could continue to do whatever I was doing, but I thought, no, I, I wasn't, but I thought, well, is, is anything going to happen or like could I could, would I be essentially like, left alone basically being forgotten so i like i, I you know i summoned up my courage and wrote an email asking like so hey like you know if you don't need me like i don't need to stick around But like, i just just letting you know that i'm here um are you gonna have any plans in the future for the Hanson?" and and then like my boss, my new boss wrote back, yeah, 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 we haven't forgotten that Let's schedule something in like a three months to talk about the future of Hudson. I was like, okay, clearly these guys are not interested in doing anything. If the, like a planning of, of the future is going to happen in three months, right? So that, that's like I, when I kind of left the, uh, left the company.
0: Okay, and then uh, Hudson was renamed to Jenkins by you because there was some. This was interesting story <laughs> what happened behind the scenes. there were like, I had two. Uh, what I, I had a chat with uh, back then at, mm-hmm. with with Oregon, they told me there was some misunderstanding. There, so someone didn't reply to emails or whatever happened. They closed the repository or something, right?
1: Yeah. So um, I think so. After I left, some. Mm. I think for a good six, I mean, after I left Oracle for Mm -hmm. six months or so, like, you know, they, they kind of, I was left alone more or less, right? But I mean, after all, that, I don't think they really wanted to do anything about Mm that So, you know, I kept uh, working with the community. Um, and then after that time, I think they decided that they wanted to do something after all. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they looked at and realized that, yeah, well, they, they do own the copyright because I was working for them. Um, like they didn't have anybody else that's knowing anything about Hudson mm-hmm. in the company because I was the only one. And all as far as the community guys are concerned, Oracle is there just in name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, so what was unfortunate? What was I think? What was unfortunate is the the guy who was driving it just didn't know anything about the open source. So he thought the way Oracle could exercise the control is. So they could trademark the name and they could kind of go back to the community and saying, well, you know, if you wanted to play, you know, have fun, continue to have fun, then you kind of have to follow, it, like a, abide by our rules and follow what we tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this coming from Oracle, kind of royally pissed off people. And you know, then so that kind of set the course. Uh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, it's a, I think you're talking about the depository closing and all of that. These, you know, these incidents and whatnot happened in that. In, but I think it's kind of important to understand that context. Like that, that was an emotion. What said like people didn't appreciate being told what you know what, yeah. what they're gonna do in the open source. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah. And then you renamed Hudson to Jenkins, or you cloned the project and it became Jenkins, right?
1: Yeah, so at some point, I guess this kind of crossed the tipping point, and the people in the project, like I said, well, fine. Like okay, you, you, own the copyright. I mean, you own the a trademark. Okay, go, go for it. But we can, you can name this project something else and keep going.
0: And for me, it was really exciting because this is what I also suspected. because there's no way that someone will be able at Oracle to, man- to maintain Hudson. Maybe they, they, are, they could be able, but it would, they, they would need, you know, a team of people. And until they know what they are doing, it will take yeah. three months and it, it it requires commitment to understand commitment and passion, you know, to understand the code. It's really hard for corporate yeah. to commit the resources and justify the resources just to yeah. keep with fun because you know the open source community they don't care, they have fun and they contribute code and this is a complete right. different context, right? And uh, yeah. I was really curious what happens and how it's going, you know, to be to be sold to the outside world, because back then Oracle was in a critical light, you know, there was the Oracle and Sun uh, right. deal, and people didn't like Oracle a lot back then, which, you know, <laughs> yes, I would yeah. say, right? So this was, and, and <laughs> they tried to be, noted. They, Oracle, my impression was they had no idea how to deal with the situation, right? They were completely overwhelmed, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah so it was. I think at some point it kind of became personal for the Oracle guy, so he, he just couldn't you know like uh capitulate so he had to keep going so i think he he put up that show for maybe like a all-in-all all, a year or so uh but eventually like that that you know that discontinued and yep. so but it was it was also i i wish i just kind of wish if have ways to avoid that uh, i just can't help but wonder if you had something like a grown-up in the room like you know when these When it's like a relation stops being rational and like some emotions kind of get in the way, it's difficult for sometimes it's difficult for people in that storm to work things out. I kind of wonder if there was some grown ups with acting as a mediator could be able to see some sense.
0: Um, I mean, the problem is that uh, you, you spend some time, you know, in large corporations. The large corporations, they are not always rational even inside yeah. you know there, sure. there, there are departments <laughs> fighting with each others yeah. for resources which does not make any sense from outside so i would say it is going to be yeah. hard I, I would say probably the same guy outside oracle would uh or in smaller company or also oracle in smaller oracle the oracle doesn't matter in smaller company would behave completely yeah. different i would say this is one the, yeah. they, they have budgets they have to justify their budget and write reports and i don't know and talk with other managers and this is the problem you cannot just say right. you know now we reverse everything we did and uh, we do some maybe maybe this is a problem I have no idea I was yeah. always in you no know, freelancer I never worked for a company it's just my observations
1: hmm. yeah I learned a lot from that experience but so later like you know, afterward, when I see some this kind of drama in some open source projects like I remember like a few in which I think the Vortex in which like a like, lead level for kind of got the like assist and resist from VMware and so I see these things like I, I kind of dismay I roll my eyes in dismay because I kind of see myself in this other side like like these guys, this seems like an opportunity that could have been saved and so I wish um, i I wrote a few emails to those people and I don't know if that made any difference but like you know thats that still I kind of feel personal okay I you know, try to save the projects from distress
0: but you try to my to to create a business around Jenkins
1: yeah so when I joined uh, like I kind yes uh, but Crowd I mean right? the reason that, yeah, the reason I wanted to leave town was because I felt like Hudson was actually doing great and going somewhere and you know, this felt like opportunity to mm-hmm. you know, like see how far I can go. So eventually like that's I mean that's after I left Oracle, I did that and um you know, Cloud Beast and so that was that was amazing experience. Was
0: cloudbees your company? No. This was the company from uh from uh JBoss Red Hat, right?
1: Yeah, so it was started with uh, Sasha Laboree, yeah, exactly, um, and then I uh, joined very early days. And originally, it was up—you know—originally the company was trying to do paths, but at some point, like the Jenkins business was doing so much better, like it became a Jenkins company. Now it's obviously like a bigger than Jenkins, but for for a long while, that was the, that was the thing the company did. So it was an amazing experience for me.
0: Okay, and and and, and CloudBees uh, sold uh, the uh, commercial support. was
1: sold. Yeah, we did everything. Like we did, uh, we did training. We did the professional services. We had enterprise products. I still remember in the early days. Like I was personally teaching the uh, the training course. So I showed up in this like a conference, like a training facility in Redwood City, like uh, near the bay. They had uh, like a nice yacht club right next to it, and we teach we teach people Jenkins for two days. also they also like tell me like how they are using this software and then sort of so watching people like stumble on their software from behind their back is an amazing experience. So, that was also taught me a lot of things. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is uh, I mean, it's also what I do from time to time, a few times a year. You know, some mm. workshops is always you learn a lot because what I really yeah. appreciate are the questions. Because if the, right. you know the, the, you get crazy questions sometimes. Okay, this is an interesting mm-hmm. question. I, for, I, I it, my understanding is completely different, but it's a very good question. Okay. Why? Why is this way, right? So I really appreciate yeah. the questions. Uh-huh. And yeah, and exactly. cloud, we yeah. started with the idea about pass, so they knew about that of service, or so What did they right. wanted to have? A well, white file as a, as a cloud or or what? Like open yeah. Or... I mean,
1: back then you know, Heroku was a big success, and ah, okay. so I think that some group of companies were trying to bring that to Java. Um, and then uh, we did that for a while. And eventually we devolted into Jenkins, like I said.
0: Okay. And after Cloud piece, and what happens then?
1: So you is know, uh, so 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 now I think the past two years I is kind of, I'm now doing the next thing um, called Launchable. And so they are you, know, Lunchable, so my thinking you was, yeah, Lunchable. this is your company and, uh, now or this is my company now.
0: So you are and, the the one hundred percent owner,
1: right? Uh, uh, well no like no company you can own. well i guess uh, figuratively i assume yes but I, I i get to call the shop a lot more a lot bigger than that club is for sure okay but i certainly don't own the 100% of the company so let's say like oh, oh yeah like I, I own 100% percent I of my
0: of my singleton adam bean right so oh you did great
1: yeah congrats like i yeah i don't get but anyhow the point is like you know this i can chart the course and um so i so i noticed so what we're doing now is like I guess I, I still like working on developer productivity. And one thing I noticed talking to lots of software development teams is like the bulk of the time is actually spent on building confidence to the changes that they made. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, we, we produce a new line of code. Like in Jenkins projects, I had this problem. Like I, you know, I make one line change. It's a big project. So we got like 18,000 so test cases. And mm-hmm. every single change, you'd have to wait for at least one hour for all the tests to finish before it can be allowed to merge mm-hmm. in. Um so that's a huge delay. And I uh, you know some projects are a whole lot worse. Like, you know, they could take days to run the test. Um so and then, you know, but no developer said, okay, if we if the chain passes all the tests, I'm very confident, right? Nobody says that. Like we all feeling very vulnerable. So I feel like tests the value of tests is too too sort of like a too distilled, too thin. Mm-hmm. Um so I thought, well, you know, like in a big system, like if you change just a small part. Usually, there are only a small number of tests that are designed to test that part. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you can find those and just run those, then I can get the similar results far more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. Like I try to condense the value of the test into an like, adaptive smaller subset based on your change. Um,
0: um, this is what you what are doing. You are sorting the tests according to changes?
1: Yeah, like what what I what the what the machine learning model thinks are the, you know highly probable test that's going to be impacted by this change, and then like, we try to run those. Um, ah, so, so it, is machine learning
0: also involved? That's interesting?
1: Yeah, 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 naturally. Um, I mean, the, because the other, like in, you, you look at the landscape, and everywhere where the data becomes like the you know like that the critical threshold, there's this characteristic of the program changes, right? I guess ops people know this all the time. Like we say, you know, pet versus cattles kind of yep. thing. Like it, when, you, when you're dealing with many of things, like it, it changes the nature. I felt like the QA is well at that point. Um, so it's beyond the comprehension of the humans now.
0: And what you're doing exactly, so you're, so you're allowed to code or you became a businessman?
1: Well, I, I do code, uh, but I'm trying not to... Use. So, you know, one of the things that I had trouble at the club is just trying to you know, when you when you're a CTO like you, you need to contribute in ways other than writing code. Yeah. So um I I had to, I needed to step away from like coding and letting other people take more of that. But because because initially like I didn't know these things like it. But, so that was and so this time around I'm trying to do mm. do do better in that regard. So, so what's I your role?
0: Like, are you are CTO?
1: I am the CEO. A CEO. I am the co okay. CEO, yeah. So, so CEO is know,
0: even which, worse, so you are not even allowed to look at the technology.
1: <laughs> you own a stock markets and you know
0: read the Financial Times, and
1: uh, there's a little bit of a, like overstatement there, but uh, <laughs> it's certainly like I cannot be coding all the time, but nonetheless, like right now in this phase of the company, I still do plenty of value. But more like a, a bit of a mix of engineering, management, and individual contributor, and also other CEO stuff. Um, I I have another co-CEO like my my co-founder heartbeat. Uh, between the two of us, we can, we can cover, cover quite a bit. And yeah. is it at
0: least Java, your launchable backend?
1: Uh, so the half of it is Java. The, this client side is in Python, so Java and Python.
0: Python, uh, interesting. And maybe yeah. both can run on GraalVM, so you could run Python on Java.
1: Maybe yeah, could the I yeah I didn't know that the Graal can run Python.
0: Yeah, Graal. Uh, the, the interesting part is the Graal uh, can cross-compile Java to native code, but you can mm-hmm. uh, you can run Python, JavaScript, R, and WASM. Cool. Uh, and they communicate with each other, so this is really great. Right. So I use yeah. uh, Graal VM to run uh, J- JavaScript on it, Python less. Mm-hmm. But uh, in I suggested already in few projects where they are working with scientists, you know, they would like to have a oh. Python, so it runs perfectly on Java. Graal.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, I guess I must be the kind of guy who feels like you know, having emotional attachment is important. For the same reason, XML was special to me. Java is special to me because I spent like so much of my career intertwining. that, so it's not really like a rational technology. It's like, is this the best language for the job? Because you know, Java, Java is like my my kid. I can't, I can't leave it.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, same here. But uh, it should also make sense right so it's just emotional is nice but uh, right now XML I am not emotional at all you probably also neither it's just it does the <laughs> job but Java yeah. what's really great at Oracle right now they uh, innovate yeah. like crazy with Java which is really good yeah. So and, and yeah. I really believe that Java yeah. is almost number one so from the popularity perspective and really kick ass regarding you know what they are doing is with GraalVM VM and with the native compilation and new project like Helidon Quarkus mm. and all that stuff Micronauts is really interesting uh, development Development, and yeah. uh, you can be very highly competitive to the other languages and in my project I'm working together with or, or watching at least Node.js projects and Python projects and I have not the feeling mm-hmm. that we are slower if you are behave reasonably right
1: yeah now what what I found interesting is so like you know, this time my engineering team is all in Tokyo at the moment and so ah. when I try to recruit engineers and there's a long story on like why, why I did that but um, in, in this context when I look at so for the purpose of hiring, I looked at lots of like a in the Japanese engineers and quite a bit of them who applied to us, like they do not have any Java background. But I, shocked, like, I thought I thought that was the, I thought sure. the Java was the most popular language, but mm, no, apparently not in certain sub communities.
0: Maybe there is a no JVM for NEC, you know, computers in Japan. Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what do yeah. what they know?
1: The engineers? Uh, so Ruby is a big, you know, Ruby? very common Ruby, yeah, naturally. But that's because strange, because Ruby
0: goes, in Germany, it goes back like crazy. So uh, Ruby on Rails is, actually today, before the show, someone from mm-hmm. India asked me, this is Ruby developer, and he would like to learn Java E, which, uh, what oh. books to? Yeah, this was today, yeah. one and a half hours uh, before our, our conversation. It was the one of the questions. Mm-hmm. So Ruby is going back a lot. Python is gaining momentum. JavaScript mm. is neutral on the backend, I would say. It also goes back, and the frontend, of course, is number one. And uh, what's gaining momentum is Rust, I would say. Rust mm. and Go is oh. also,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I need to. I, this, this conversation has been so fun. Like, I forgot the, uh, I, forgot, I lost track of time, but uh, I, I need to jump to another call.
0: Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. So, yeah. where people can find you on Twitter? Also, do you have uh, Twitter and GitHub? And
1: yeah, so I, I'm, uh, I'm. I think there are not many Koskei's in the tech scene. So, like uh, my, my t- uh, Twitter account is Koske Kawa for so Kawaguchi is K A W A, and then on the GitHub I'm just Koske. Okay. So, yeah. Thank
0: you a lot for your time. It was fun for me, you know, to to uncover a little bit of the Java history. And I would like to invite <laughs> you back and see, you know, what how Lunchable is doing.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I loved it. This was fun. So thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye.